I have children for you, and I've known them before the foundation of the world. You don't know who you're gonna dance with, but you know you're gonna dance. God just doesn't want to be with me in all the good moments. He wants to be there when I'm in my car, after work, crying. God has woven a tapestry in us and has taught us so much in these past years. This is West Side Stories. Today on West Side Stories, Westside member Norman Powell joins Westside senior pastor Walter Henniger and director of spiritual formation Ann Henniger to talk about growing up in Argentina and developing a love for the radio and broadcast journalism. Norman has served at a number of major news and public relations outlets, including Voice of America, CNN, and currently CDC. It's also worth mentioning that Norman is one of the most beloved members of our church. Anytime you bump into Norman, you're sure to be greeted with a smile. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. I'm Walter Henniger, and I'm here today with my wife, Anne Henniger. Hello. And our longtime dear friend and fellow church member, Norman Powell. Hi. Norman, we are excited to talk to you about your life today, and I think you have a story that resembles not many people in our church. And so we'd love to just hear you talk about it a little bit. Like, So tell us where you grew up and, and what was your childhood like? I grew up in Argentina, and for many years, when I was a child, I lived in a farm, in a big farm. My father was a, a the administrator, the manager of this farm, and it was a beautiful place. Very nice park where the house was, and we ate whatever we have in, in the garden over there, full of nice trees. I have my horses and dogs and cats. <laughs> That's how I spent my first years. Till I would say 12 years old, I knew only farms. <laughs> wow. And your, your family, uh, I'm trying to remember, your, I want to say, grandparents uh, came from Canada, is that right? My grandparents were British, but uh, they came when they were very young to Canada. They grew up in Canada and became missionaries and went to Argentina to plant churches in the northwest part of the country. That's how my last name, Powell, came to Argentina. <laughs> Probably one of the only one Powells in, in the area. <laughs> Something that I always remember about my time in the farms is that the only thing we had for entertainment, really, was a radio, and we listened music and concerts, broadcasts, and the news. And I started being intrigued about the radio. How wonderful that you use your voice and your voice goes on air and enters in the houses of the people. So when we went to the city, my father bought me a very simple elementary course for radio. So I took the classes about electronics, very, very simple. And, and an uncle also learned that I was interested and he had a little, another course, but with elements to build a radio. <laughs> so I was probably 13 or 14 years old and I built a little transmitter, an AM transmitter. Ah, oh my God. 
<laughs> that was so incredible. Suddenly I have a signal on air. I couldn't believe I was with my transistor tuning to my signal. And I went to the neighborhood, tell my neighbors and grabbed the bike and went with the bike around to see how long was the, the distance we were covering, like a few blocks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was very, very excited. How, how was that a foreshadowing of your career? Definitely that was something that was very important for me. It was my life, I would say. I suddenly realized that what you need to put there is content. So sometimes I put a, a vinilo long play um, and then sometimes I didn't have a mic. So I, I grab a, a speaker, invert it and use it as a mic. Wow. And this, uh, grab the paper, study reading the newspaper of the city. <laughs> <laughs> and did you continue on that track all the way through school or did you explore other options for your career? I explore other options. I wanted to please my father and I went to do uh, economy. But then uh, I decided I couldn't continue on that and went to the broadcast part and journalism. Who did you look up to in journalism? Who influenced you? Mostly at the very beginning were radio broadcasters, very good journalists. Of course, later I started reading more and, and there were many very, very good writers that I, I admire. But the one who helped me the most was a Peruvian uh, broadcaster. He was probably one of the only blacks in, in Buenos Aires. <laughs> and uh, with a fabulous voice, <laughs> a, a lot of culture. He read everything. He knew the culture. His name was Hugo Guerrero Martinez. Finally, one day, I went to Buenos Aires and I decided to go to see him in person. <laughs> I was able to greet him and uh, he said, well, you can come to my studio. We can talk a little bit. And uh, he gave me a few minutes. It was a very, very good conversation. And I learned a lot. And uh, I went back to my city and listened to the radio, and he started talking about our conversation. Oh. <laughs> so I was so impressed uh, with the result of our talk. We exchanged letters, we became uh, friends, and uh, I learned a lot from him, and he helped me to to start building the career and to get scholarships. I went to Europe because of his help also to Holland to study radio and TV production. How did your career develop? I started to understand that the important thing was to bring content. So I started uh, writing more. I went and uh, started working in a newspaper, a local newspaper. And uh, over time, I went to Buenos Aires, the capital where everybody has to go if you, if you want to do some progress in the media. And, and ended up uh, doing some television as well? I did television also, 
but uh, basically reading the news. Uh, and it was, a, it was a nice experience. <laughs> I was even one time able to interview my uncle, who was a pastor in one church in Cordoba, and he went there to give some conferences in Tucumán, and I was able to put him in, in, in this newscast to talk about the Bible. That was very interesting. What was a, a big interview that you had, or one of your first interviews that you remember? One time I had to, to interview a, a Russian ballet dancer called Maya Plitsetskaya. And uh, it was a big event that she was coming to our town. She, she said to me at the very beginning, I don't want too much pictures, and I don't want the cameras too close to my face and things like that. But the photographers, I don't know if they didn't listen or what, <laughs> but they started shooting and shooting and shooting and she didn't like it. So she stopped the conversation, the interview. She grabbed her bag and started following the photographs to hit them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Norman, two things that have always stood out to me and even hearing them as you talk, it's um, a sense of wonder about the world and just being amazed at what we are able to do in this world that God made, yeah. but also just a related, a sense of curiosity about everything that's going on. You know, I, I imagine you as a little boy on one of those farms, letting the whole world come into your ears through the radio. Oof. And uh, I, I just, I wonder... What is it about interviewing other people that you love? Something about, about drawing people out, uh, uh, uncovering what's inside them. You, that curiosity has to drive it, right? Exactly, yes. And I focus a little bit uh, more on interviews when I went to take these classes in Holland. And uh, I had a, a professor from the BBC who was there teaching for interviews. I What I... The like is the fact that if a person feels comfortable with you, you are able to open that person's heart and to learn things that probably nobody knows or very limited number of people know about this person. And uh, sometimes it was really fantastic results, but sometimes it was not good. <laughs> because for some reason this person didn't open or I didn't do the right questions or the mood of the moment, you know. Yeah. Or you, the photographers you, in their face. <laughs> or the photographer in the face. So, yeah. so many things that could happen. Yeah. And also, if you deal with artists, it's one thing. If you interview politicians, it's another world. Yes. <laughs> I can imagine. And uh, yeah, when I came to... Washington to work for Voice of America. That was in 91. I had to interview Chavez, the then president of Venezuela. He went to the White House for, for a first interview or uh, with some of the, the ministers in, in the White House. And then he crossed the street and went with us for an interview. I thought that the that I was able to give to the audience one idea of his main goals 
I interviewed also many analysts in Washington and they were, were very skeptical of his talks. They were not uh, very sure that he was telling the truth or that he had very clear in mind his plan and things like that. How did you end up at CNN? I really wanted to have an experience in a private broadcasting system in the US. Because since I arrived here, I worked for Voice of America Radio and Voice of America Television that was called WorldNet at the moment. Even though it belongs to the government, they have very clear guidance in the sense that they wanted real journalism with balanced information. And I like it. But in the end, it's a government institution. So I am proud of that organization, really. But I wanted to have the experience of CNN. I knew CNN, especially when um, I was in Argentina. I started listening and watching uh, CNN when they were doing the first war against uh, Iraq. And uh, I was so impressed about the, the images coming from their life and things like that. It was a good challenge to come and to see, to experience CNN. It's unique. I'm very, very happy that God allows me, allowed me to, to have this experience, even <laughs> to meet uh, Ted Turner, the owner, and the, the person who inspired the idea of 24-hour news all over the world. Well, the one question that I wanted to ask you before we close is, you know, as somebody who pays a lot of attention to, to the news, to culture, to what's going on in America and around the world, and as a Christian, what do you wish more Christians would pay more attention to? What do you wish uh, your fellow believers would, what kind of habits do you wish they would have in reference to uh, what's happening around the world? I think that it is important to read the news and to also read the comments by the uh, an, an analysts, to be able to form a, a, an idea about each party or, or what, whatever political event, I think it's important to get as much information as possible. To take that information, especially from, from trusted sources. Sometimes uh, what, what I, I see is that people go to the most popular radio or TV station and probably that station is oriented to just to get audience no matter what. That's something that happened very often recently with Fox News, the Fox News Channel. And as we know, the story of Rupert Murdoch, the owner, they are very savvy. They know how to get the attention of, of viewers and, and grab a huge portion of the audience but not always telling exactly the truth. 
That's why it's important to go to trusted sources and to a variety of sources. At the very beginning, I was trying to, to when I was writing a story, to write the truth about this story. <laughs> but it's important to receive information from many sources and to talk about and think about to have a solid opinion. Wise words, Norman. It's a, it's a pleasure to hear more about how God has been using you over these many years now. And uh, it's a joy to be part of the same body with you. Thank you. A very special thanks to you for tuning in to today's episode of West Side Stories. And our sincerest thanks to Norman for joining us today as well. This episode was produced and directed by me, Corey Fleeman. It was co-produced and hosted by Anne and Walter Henniger. Our editor was Tim Lane. Original music was composed and performed also by Tim Lane. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll share it with friends and family. A positive review on your streaming service of choice would also be appreciated. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.